I should write down ideas that I have for the cold open because yeah. I'll be writing the rundown and it's like cold open what are we going to talk about and I'll start writing the rundown and I'll, my mind will start wondering mm-hmm. like oh you could talk about that mm-hmm. you'll remember it and I never remember it mm-hmm. oh I was thinking the news that I found could have been part of the cold open like it's, it's really hard to find news about these things like even the remakes because there's no news about you know the animated stuff that's coming out because it's just it's kind of like unofficially official and stuff like that yeah and disney keeps their shit under wraps and it's crazy but all i found was genies Uh uh-huh it's it's supposed to be like a prequel to aladdin and it's supposed to be about how i guess it's supposed to be about genie and how he got in the lamp and like the whole genie lore or whatever mm-hmm. and i'm just like how the f- why i mean if robin williams wasn't dead um, that'd be a great yeah. that sounds like a great idea of the prequels that i would be interested in that is not particularly one of them no unless they have like a really great story lined up and i someone already cast for it yeah for that you'd need great story great cast to hook somebody yeah i mean if you have like no names and a good story people can be like "Eh, i don't know yeah well you need both you can't have one or the other Welcome to Disney Versus, where we probably should have picked up a book on parenting. <laughs> you know, okay. <laughs> I don't know if anyone else laughs at the jokes in the beginning, but I always laugh, so I appreciate you, Tori. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> that was actually a quote from the movie. I was quoting a cast from uh, Big Hero 6. Yeah. Uh this is the podcast where we have animated discussions about animated movies. I'm Tori. <laughs> I'm Grace. Speaking of parents and parenting, today I, I just wanted to, I thought we should have a conversation about the parents in Disney movies because Mother's Day was a couple weeks ago. Father's Day is, I think, uh, it'll be, I think, two weeks away by the time this episode comes out. My mom's birthday is on the 8th. Hi, Mom. Oh, Happy birthday, Mom. Yes. Uh, I also just saw Pirates of the Caribbean 5. I forget the subtitle for it. Just... Oh, I remember. It's Dead Men Tell No Tales because they say it within the first... Like, they say it at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And me and Heather have this thing. Heather's not here, obviously. Uh, she'll <laughs> be back next episode. But me and Heather have this thing that whenever they say the title of the movie, we say roll credits. <laughs> and... <laughs> This is not a spoiler, but the guy, the ghost pirate guy says, cause dead men tell no tales. And I was like, roll credits. And then the opening credits started rolling. I was like, holy shit. Thanks pirates okay. for making Good my job. day. Now just, continue with your shitty movie. Just, so don't go see it. It's better than on stranger tides, but I, I think I saw that once. So my feelings about the Pirates movies are as the movies go on, the movies get worse, but the soundtracks get better. Oh, yeah. yeah is yeah. this, That's is my this soundtrack thing. better than... I, you know, I'm honestly not sure if, the, if I remember the soundtrack from the fourth. I just remember the third one was so good. Yeah. That's what I liked about this one, listening to how the themes from the, the earlier movies were used in this movie. Mm-hmm. Voice the Colors was used when they set sail. Um, mm-hmm spoilers i don't want to spoil this movie but whenever will turner's on screen i think they use uh the i see dead people in boats theme (laughs) from pirates 3 of course he's a pirate is all over the place because the it's the main theme for the movie Mm -hmm. but yeah i saw pirates and no spoilers uh family and parents are a big theme in that movie so i was thinking hey we should talk about the parents in disney and pixar movies mostly disney movies though yeah because pixar movies don't really have they're parents? not yeah they're not really parent focused yeah except for like uh brave and the incredibles that's that's really it mm-hmm. so tori gave me a list uh this nice beautiful chart with 
all of our Disney movies and the parents in them associated with the children in the movies, which I was super appreciative of, but I started to notice that there aren't very many prominent moms. No, there are not. Why? Why is that? Well, the theory goes, and this is kind of a theory that people uh, dispute. It's It makes sense. But in uh, it's described in the biography on Walt Disney, How to Be Like Walt, that because of his mom's death, there aren't many moms in Disney movies. Mm-hmm. So in 1937, after Snow White came out, Walt and his brother Roy bought their mom a house, as you know, most successful children are want to do for their parents. When you hit it big, you buy your mom or your mom and dad or your parent a house. What happened was, after about a year with the house, Walt's mom asked, can someone fix the gas furnace that had been leaking in the house? Walt sent some people over, some studio guys, to fix the furnace, but it kept leaking. So the next day, the housekeeper comes and finds Walt's dad passed out and his mom was dead. Oh, no. Again, this was after uh, Snow White had come out and during production of Pinocchio. So people speculate, and I really want to read this book. uh, People say that Walt's guilt over his mom's death and feeling responsible for his mom's death mm. weighed on him for the rest of his life. And his last, fil- the last film he was in, uh, he personally supervised was, I believe, the the Jungle Book. Mm. So that means Cinderella, Sleeping Beauty, all of those. No mom would be present. Pinocchio is next, and of course, their Geppetto doesn't have a wife. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that has anything to do with it, but it just goes along with the theme and the theory that Geppetto doesn't have a wife. Yeah. After looking at Tori's list, I kind of sorted each of the movies into categories of father-daughter relationships, father-son relationships, mother-daughter relationships, mother-son relationships, and then kind of ensemble families. And by far, the the category with the least movies in it was mother-son relationships. And then that's followed by mother-daughter relationships. I wish there were more of those because the movies... There are a lot of movies that have both parents, and Mm -hmm. those are really strong. But the mother-daughter movies are very good. Well, okay. So just to give you all some insight to kind of how we we do our podcast, Tori writes up a kind of agenda, and we have some talking points. And depending on if we're doing a, a typical episode where... We're talking about our typical matchups, then we'll have key points that we hit in every episode. And then for our kind of one-off episodes like this, we go back and forth and come up with a few things we want to talk about. And one of the things for this that I specifically wanted to talk about was bad parenting. (laughs) And the worst parents are the mother-daughter relationships, specifically (laughs) between Snow White and... Tangled, oh, yeah. which technically horrible. Mother Gothel isn't her mother, but she's acting mom. I will call her a foster mom. Yeah, okay. Yeah, because kidnapped mother kidnapped and... or captive mother, captor mother doesn't sound very good. No, and, and she so she kidnapped her, kept her prisoner, used her for her youthful powers, lied to her perpetually, didn't treat her very well in her castle to begin with. Mm-hmm. Or her tower. You couldn't bring her new books to read, right? How hard you can bring it? her stuff to do. Greedy. Stockholm. Um, she has like anti-Stockholm syndrome. <laughs> and then Snow White's mom is the evil queen who tries to poison her with an apple because she wants to be fairest in the land. Oh yeah. Come on. I don't. <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> and then there's a. Cinderella's step evil stepmother. They call her the evil stepmother. Yeah. They don't. Nobody ever refers to her by step Cinderella's stepmother or Lady Tremaine, which is her actual name. 
they always refer to her as the evil stepmother, which or wicked, or the wicked stepmother and her evil stepsisters. Mm-hmm. It she just gets a bad rap automatically. Does it really so though? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Who else? Are there any of their bad parents? Oh, I have several bad parents, but they're for different reasons. Okay. I already talked about Mother Gothel and uh, Lady Tremaine. Well, of course, let's talk about an easy one. Frollo from yes. uh, Hunchback of Notre Dame. People say that Quasimodo's mom isn't in the movie. Mm-hmm. Yes, she is. She's just killed in the first, you know, five minutes. Mm-hmm. And Frollo is, again, his kind of adopted father. And just like in Entangled, he's cruel to Quasimodo. He gives him a horrible name, and he kind of poisons his mind about the outside world. Mm-hmm. And then everything hits the fan when Quasimodo realizes that gypsies aren't all that bad. Mm-hmm. That's funny. Those are just <laughs> bad or evil parents, and this is parents that I think, well, parents slash guardians that I think that are just negligent are. Uh, the fairies from Sleeping Beauty. <laughs> yeah, really all of the Sleeping Beauty parents. Yes. Like, none of them know where their children are. Nope. Because <laughs> all the fairies had to do was not use magic for one more day. Mm-hmm. And keep an eye on her. You, you let her go dancing with strangers and, you know, using magic and you get her captured by Maleficent. Mm-hmm. And come on, get it together. <laughs> I feel like Chicken Little's dad is not negligent. I feel like Chicken Little's dad just missed it, like didn't get the big picture. Mm-hmm. But I don't think he was a bad dad. I think he was probably fairly average. Yeah, he was very unsupportive. I think yeah. that's Yeah, his son was crazy the first time, but you got to keep you got to believe your kid. Mhm. Come on. And then I have the prejudicial parents. Mm. Okay. Judy Hopps's parents from Zootopia. Yes. They were just, they were the, uh, the stere- they're the stereotype parents, mm-hmm. you know, gave her, fo- gave her the fox repellent and everything, like the, the fox taser, <laughs> because, you know, you can't trust foxes and, you know, weasels cheat, mm-hmm. all this other stuff. It's like, really? You, you know, these, I mean, you got, you can't stereotype people. Yeah. Because bunnies get stereotyped and stuff, too. Yeah. What do you think about Mulan's parents? They're on uh, my uh, top list. Okay. Because they are uh, so supportive. Well, not going to say so supportive. They are average parents. They are, like, realistic parents. Yeah. They know Mulan is a screw-up. Mm-hmm. But... They pray for her to be successful anyway. Yeah. Because uh, at the beginning of Mulan, when she runs to the matchmaker, mm-hmm. her father, you know, is, you know, praying to their ancestors for, you know, success. And her mother and her grandmother mostly set her up to be a success. And, I mean, Mulan does all she can and she just wants to make her parents proud. Mm-hmm. And I don't think they're... They're down on her for her failures, but that's about it. They're yeah. not down on her just to be down on her. And of course, at the end, when she comes back, her father embraces her with open arms yeah. and is glad she's not dead and she wasn't killed in the war or by the army when she was found out. Yeah. Before we get into our top lists, there are actually a lot of mothers that Walt Disney didn't kill. <laughs> like with the source material, these mm-hmm. these parents were just not there to begin with. Mm-hmm. And I'm not gonna go in depth, but uh, Snow White's mother in the original Grimm's Fairy Tale, her mother died giving birth. Yeah. That wasn't changed by Disney. Ariel's mom from The Little Mermaid. Am I making that up? The Queen was Snow White's mom, right? Is I that don't something think that she I just... was. Oh. Never mind. She's kind of her guardian, though. So, for the purposes of this episode, she's kind of like a, a she's kind of like Frollo. Okay. She's she's basically just like Frollo. Okay. Um, Belle's mom from uh, Beauty and the Beast mm-hmm. was never around. Do you know that in the original story, Belle had three brothers and two sisters, and she was the youngest. No. Huh. Yeah. 
Yep. Tarzan's parents, they were killed in the original book. Mm-hmm. His mom went first, ironically enough, and then his dad died of uh, grief and uh, a uh, gorilla attack. Huh. And then the one that everybody wants us to mention in this episode, probably, Bambi's mom. Uh, who wasn't Bambi's killed on mom. screen. I was really disappointed in Bambi. Just Bambi. Oh, yeah. I keep getting uh, notices on Facebook, like, you know, the sponsored videos that pop mm-hmm. up on your timeline. I keep getting clips from special edition Bambi because I think it turns <laughs> 70 this year or something. Oh, my gosh. It's it's a big there's a big milestone coming up for Bambi and they're about to re-release it and every time I see it I'm like I don't care about Thumper I don't care about Flower I don't care about Bambi or his mom who gets shot in the face I'm assuming she gets shot in the face (laughs) but Bambi's mom in the original book that Bambi is based off of Mm -hmm. Bambi's mom was killed by a hunter in the book Mm -hmm. so not Disney's fault still traumatizing for kids who grew up in the 50s yeah or the 40s sorry let's get to our uh list of our favorite i guess okay uh disney parents okay do you want to go back and forth or do you just want to read your list uh let's go let's go back and forth and kind of talk about each one who do you have let's start from the bottom up who do you have i'm gonna say simba and mufasa from lion king and they're not at the top because Mufasa dies really early. But he's a great father figure. He's a successful king. He's fair. He knows how to have fun with his son, but he's also training him to be the next king. Yeah, I, th- I think he he has a healthy relationship with his wife. Yeah. And there's, there's respect between Simba's parents. Um, so I think that's a... I I focus this on Mufasa because we see him in more important moments in the film. Yeah. But technically, it's both of his parents, yeah. Mufasa plays more of a role. Sarabi's there, but she doesn't... She's really auxiliary. Mm -hmm. I have Simba and Mufasa in one of my top top three Mm -hmm. spots because I just love their relationship. Mm -hmm. Because everything you... I completely agree with you. Yeah. All the, all the lessons he teaches him, because Mufasa teaches him... He does nothing but really teach the whole movie. Mm-hmm. Because he teaches him about pouncing and everything the light touches. Yeah. The difference between being brave and being, uh, I guess, reckless. Yeah. Um, one of my bottom ones is uh, Tarzan and Kala. Oh. Because, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Tarzan and Kala, because... It's a it's a very odd. I think it's the most odd pairing mm-hmm. in the entire in any Disney movie because, and it's the most emotional because Tarzan doesn't know that he just lost both of both of his parents. Mm-hmm. Kala tragically lost her cub. Are apes called cubs? Are baby apes called? Sure. Ape cub? Okay. Kala just lost her ape cub, <laughs> and she finds Tarzan and immediately latches on to tarzan and mm-hmm. she trains she raises him keeps him away from kerchak and because kerchak wants nothing to do with tarzan mm-hmm. because he knows better and tarzan just he grows up to become the best ape air quotes ever yeah. saves his mom at the end of the movie mm-hmm. and the line wherever i go you'll be my mom even after he finds out about his actual origins and it's really touching and i mean you'll be in my heart is all about their relationship so phil collins i love you yep um another one on my list is goofy and max that's a very good one goofy and max is their relationship is so typical of like a 12 or 13 year old with their parents yeah there's all that sass and they don't understand you and and goofy is just trying to help and and connect with his son uh, but he's being a good dad he's he's keeping tabs on him and kind of embraces once they kind of hash things out really embraces what 
Max is trying to do. And I don't know. I think, I think a goofy movie is a, a good representation of a kind of more realistic relationship between a father and son. Yeah. I love their relationship because it's the crux of the movie. Mm-hmm. Like the plot of the movie is, is pretty much their relationship. Yeah. And, and you're right. Max is a brat for most of the he's movie. Snobby because he's snobby and entitled an, and yeah. He's just an angsty teenager. Mm-hmm. Have you seen the uh, the meme, not the meme, the, the thread on Facebook about how Goofy is the only one of the trio that has a kid? No. Like Mickey, Donald, and Goofy, he's the only one with a kid. <laughs> and it blows people's minds that somebody had sex with Goofy. <laughs> like, whoa. That's funny. This is things I try not to lay I imagine. Up Why? Why? That's in my head now. <laughs> Thanks, Tori. <laughs> You're welcome. Moving on. What's your next one? Um, Belle and Maurice. Ah, this from one's... Beauty and the Beast. I think this one's my favorite. I like this pairing because I I took all lore into account when mm-hmm. I made this this list. That's why in the the list that I sent you, Aladdin's dad is in the movie, even though he doesn't show up until the third Aladdin movie. Mm-hmm. Best one, best one after <laughs> Aladdin. Best direct to DVD Disney movie. <laughs> Apparently, I need to watch this. Yes, watch them all. Watch them both. Watch them back to back. I think I've seen Prince of Thieves. I don't know that I've seen the other one. Oh, well, if you've seen Prince of Thieves, you can skip the middle one. They killed Jafar again. End of story. Spoiler alert. <laughs> oh, it's a, it's a 20-year-old movie. <laughs> Belle and Maurice. I'm thinking of the musical. The I think it's the third or fourth song mm-hmm. in the musical. It's between... Belle and uh, Maurice, and it starts with, it starts in the scene of Belle asking her father, is she odd? Mm-hmm. And it, it kind of goes into, he doesn't skirt the question. He says, no, you're unique. Yeah. You're different than everybody else. You stand out. And no matter what the name of the song, he is on her side and don't ever change. Mm-hmm. That is exactly what you're supposed to say. Yeah, I, I like their relationship because he supports her creativity and her thirst for knowledge. And you get a tiny bit of that kind of um, push to just ignore what the the small town people are, are thinking about her. And, and she supports him and, and helps him when he's in need and they fight for each other and... Yeah, that I even think, comes through in the remake, too. Yeah, and I think... I don't know that it's the most realistic father-daughter relationship um, for how old she's supposed to be. She's a teenager. She's 15, 16? Something like that. But I think it's one of the most pleasant, for sure. One of the happiest relationships. Yeah, and she even... She cares for him. She decides not to... Uh, she decides to take his place and everything, too. Yeah. It's a give and take. Yeah. What's your next one? Uh, The Incredibles. I think The Incredibles is another example of realistic parenting. Um, It's messy and crazy, and the kids fight and have all these different activities at school, and they have to balance parent-teacher conferences. And it's we talked about this a little bit about how this is kind of an adult movie. This this is extremely relatable to adults, even more so than kids, I think, because you kind of see into the adult Incredibles. It's about their relationship and and their kind of growth as a couple. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, they're good parents. They they don't want to hold their their kids back, but they're trying to protect them, and everything they do is out of love. And at the end of it, they kind of come to the conclusion that it's okay for them to support their superpowers as long as they do it in a safe way and do so as a family. And I don't know. I think I I like that they do family dinner and I like that they do family superpower fighting together. Bob and Helen Parr actually at the top of my list. Mm Mm-hmm. 
because everything they do, like you said, everything they do is for their kids. Yeah. And one thing that sticks out to me is when Bob thinks he lost, he loses everything. Yeah. He goes so dark. Yeah. He just, he's like, I have nothing to lose. Threatens Mirage. Uh Uh-huh. And I mean, he, he's ultimately bluffing because he's not that dark of a, a character. Yeah. But it's, it's the idea that he's lost everything that takes him to the edge. Mm -hmm. And it's just a great, it's a great moment. Yeah. And during the montage of him getting back in shape, it shows, you know, him in a random field with Dash throwing a football as far as he can throw it Mm -hmm. and having Dash run as fast as he can to go get it. And it's those bonding moments that show that they're actually a family. Yeah. I do think it's a sharp contrast to Helen Parr and Mr. Incredible or Elastigirl and Mr. Incredible. Their relationship is not healthy and they get there but it's not in the beginning and so it's it's again it's a realistic a more realistic representation to me because you can have good parenting come out of a dysfunctional relationship yeah what's next next on my list is one that we've kind of already talked about i have uh mulan and her dad Mm -hmm. specifically and we've already talked about it um Mostly the support that Milan gets from her father at the end, and the uh, wanting Milan wanting to protect her father mm-hmm. at the beginning, uh, it it stuck out to me a lot. Yeah, her father knows that she could have been. She's going to be killed if they find her. Yeah, and there's nothing he can do. Yeah. Okay, so I have kind of a tricky one. How do you feel about the parents and Brave? You've got Queen Eleanor and King Fergus as Merida's parents. Do you think they're good parents? They're not on my list, but they are good parents. Because uh, I think we talked about it last time we talked about Brave and the Bracket. Mm -hmm. King Fergus understands Merida. He understands who she is Mm -hmm. and what she wants. Mm -hmm. And Eleanor is all for who Merida should be yeah. and what she I guess what she can be mm-hmm. so and they're I think their whole thing is trying to bridge the gap so Merida can you know be who she needs to be in the future yeah I think it's a tough I mean I I cried at the end of Brave the first time I saw it and I called my mom it's a very heart-wrenching movie and there's a there's a great bond between Queen Eleanor and Merida but I'm, I'm not sure at which point, like, if your parents want you to be something you're not, at what point is that not okay? And, like, immediately, I mean, my mind goes to, if you're gay and you come out to your parents and they don't accept you, this is obviously a very stark comparison, a very sharp comparison, not stark. But, like, at, at what point... Do you cross that line? And I don't think I don't think Queen Eleanor and King Fergus are bad parents, but I also don't think they're great parents because of that. And King Fergus doesn't stand up for Merida in the way that I think she deserves earlier earlier on. Yeah. And part of that is also like royalty culture. Yeah. The woman makes the 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 king is really like the figurehead. He's the face. And the the queen is the one doing all the politics and the micro decision making. Yeah, I don't even know that necessarily it's that the queen is making all of those decisions. It's just that she's in charge of the home and raising the children in the way that they're kind of destined to be raised. And I'm not, I'm not sold on them. I'm, I'm sold on... Fergus's role or Fergus's relationship with Merida mm-hmm. and then uh, I mean by the end uh, you're bought into yeah. Queen Eleanor yeah yeah Eleanor and Merida's relationship is like like a goofy movie their relationship is the plot of the most of the movie mm-hmm. so. but I, I, I see where your your confliction comes from yeah what do you think about Pocahontas's dad he's kind of like He's kind of like Pocahontas. Queen yeah, he's kind of like Queen Eleanor. Now that I'm thinking about it, yeah, he's brought into into tradition, right? Yes, yes, it's all about tradition. 
and he he recognizes that Pocahontas is wise and she has a lot to offer the village. Mm -hmm. Pocahontas, on the other hand, is like, yes, but I could be doing not the things that you want me to do. Mm -hmm. I think Pocahontas' biggest thing is that she doesn't want to marry Cocoa. Mm -hmm. And she wants to be, you know, free to do what actually it's exactly like Brave. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's exactly like Brave. Because both of them don't want to get married. Both of them want to be free to, you know, run around and do whatever. And they know they have a lot to offer. Just not what their parents want them. Their, yeah, their parents want them to offer. So it's, it's kind of the same. Mm-hmm. The thing is, and then they have, you know, King Fergus and Grandmother Willow are the ones saying, be you. Yeah. I love Grandmother Willow. I also love the grandma and Moana. Um, yeah, another, just, same thing. Same thing. And that it goes back to that royalty. And I think, mm-hmm. and Moana, Moana's mom gets it. Yeah. She's there. She knows. Moana's at his hurt he's the chief he takes pride in his family and in his village and he really wants moana to buy into this but he comes around right like he's all about embracing her way of thinking yeah but it's because i think that's mostly because because he's proven wrong yeah it's she forces his hand yeah because at the beginning it's because he wants to protect her from Mm -hmm. the ocean Mm -hmm. and once she goes to the ends of the ocean and comes back he's he's kind of forced to say well maybe the ocean's not that bad yeah another great grandma figure though yeah are there some other grandma figures who else um not many I don't think there are any. I mean, there's there's Big Mama and Fox and the Hound, but she's not really a grandmother. Yeah. Who else? Uh, what's her name? Tanana mm-hmm. from Brother Bear, the shaman that we didn't know her name. Oh, we didn't okay. know if she was even a shaman. She kind of is, but she's just in the beginning of the movie. She's kind of like, she's not really a grandmother character. She's more like Rafiki. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. Yeah. I feel yeah, like, she's... well, Rafiki is totally in the Grandmother Willow category. Yeah. Yeah. The, the one wise, who has to deliver the hard wise lesson. elder. Yeah. yeah. The wise elder. Uh-huh. Hmm. Who else? Any other wise elders? Um... The grandmother from Mulan. Yeah. Uh, I don't think she counts, but Edna Mode, I guess, kind of <laughs> counts for Elastigirl. Yes, totally. Yeah. I'll buy that. Yeah. I kind of think that's it for grandmother figures. Yeah, no. yeah I think so too. Oh, another one. Uh, not on anybody's list, probably, and not even on the list that I sent you. Talking about wise grandmother figures, Mama Odie from yes. Princess and the Frog. Yes. Definitely a wise grandmother figure. Yeah. And yeah, she's old blind lady who lives in a mm-hmm. tree in the middle of the bayou. Um, we only have a couple examples of mother-son relationships. The two that come to mind for me are Dumbo and Toy Story. And mm-hmm. Toy Story, Andy's mom is kind of auxiliary she's in the background for most of it you only see her a couple times but you see her in these such supportive and I, I just get the impression that Andy's mom is going to let Andy make his own decisions mm-hmm. um, and challenge him to to think for himself like that's just what I get from Andy's mom from the probably three minutes of voice time <laughs> Yeah. That we get through uh, all three movies. She's really important in the first movie and the third movie. Mm-hmm. Actually, in the second movie, too, because she's the one who's like, no, you can't have Woody. He's a family heirloom. Mm-hmm. And in the back of her mind, that's my kid's favorite toy. If I accidentally sell him, him yeah. he's going to flip shit. Yeah. And that's not going to be good. Yeah. And then in... In the in the third movie, she's the one who is she's she's very momming. Uh-huh. She's she's very mom like. Well, and she's sending Andy's her kid off to college. To college. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. So I feel like she's she's we get good momming from her. Um, yeah. 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 And then in Dumbo, Mrs. Jumbo is such a protective 
she has to be, um, but she's yeah. extremely loving and protective. So I think I think she's a good mom figure too. It's sad because she's in in jail pretty much, yeah. for lack of a better term, for the whole movie because she loses her shit after the elephants are mean to her son. Yeah. Um. There's one more that I just thought of. Oh crap. Uh. Oh. Uh. Jim Hawkins, and his mom from uh, Treasure Planet. Okay, I was definitely thinking Muppet Treasure Island, and I was like, I thought we were talking about Muppets. <laughs> we can also talk about Muppets. We can we can talk about Miss Piggy and her kids. Because yeah. she has tiny Tim. How does she have four? Her and Kermit have four kids. What the hell? <laughs> My goodness. Yo, if you ever watch the old Muppet Show, though, it makes sense. Okay. I mean, goodness. But Jim Hawkins is and his mom. Jim yeah. is, you know, the the roughneck hoodlum. And his mom is the, you know, you could be doing more with your life. Mom, uh-huh. That she's always at home waiting for him to get home when he's brought back by the police. And she's run, she runs an inn that gets exploded. And in the end, Jim does right by his mom. Mm-hmm. And kind of like Walt buys her a new inn mm-hmm. after he gets rich off of. I don't. Did they get? I can't remember the end of Treasure Planet right now. This is why we need Heather. I don't uh, remember. <laughs> buys her. I, I think she gets a new inn. Yeah. And then he ends up. I think uh, an officer in you know the space military, mm-hmm. and comes back and surprises her, and he's in a new uniform and everything, and she's so proud of him because he's not going to jail and he's doing good things with his life and that's what that's what i thought of um we haven't talked about we haven't talked about finding nemo we haven't talked about finding nemo and we haven't talked about inside out or i don't care about finding dory we will not talk about finding dory then there's nothing really to tell about finding dory like her parents lost her they tried really hard to find her they never stop looking they because never of the looking shells. Because of the shells. Oh my god, so many <laughs> trails of shells. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Dory's parents, like, yeah, okay, you're, you're I'm sorry. I'm just I'm just so sorry. Yep. God damn it, this is why I'm not supposed to talk about finding Dory. <laughs> <laughs> Oops, sorry. Finding Nemo. Let's talk about Marlin. Yes. Marlin has a stick up his ass. But he's he kinda has reason yeah. because I mean, he, he, I, I was going to say he watched his wife and 99 other children die, but he didn't see it because he was knocked unconscious. Yeah. And it's really, it's really, really sad. Yeah, I think, I think he's justified. I think he calms down a little bit after the whole ordeal. He kind of, I don't want to say he becomes more adventurous because we see in Finding Dory he's just as tense as he was before. Yeah, which is why I don't like Finding Dory, because it looks like he learned nothing. Yeah. He's um, actually worse. But do you think he's a good dad? As much as I think he, he's a good dad. As much as he coddles Nemo. Coddling aside, I think he's a good dad, because in the end, he believes in Nemo, and it's a process. I mean, even at the end, he lets Nemo go, and it shows that he's opening up a little bit, mm-hmm. but you can't expect him to... After something that traumatic and having his son taken across the entire ocean, it's a process. Yeah. Marlon, it's it's like Goofy. Yeah. He's there for his son, and he loves his son. Yeah. So, yeah, he's he's still a helicopter parent. He's still kind of a basket case. But I say good dad. I think so. And he, went, he, he traveled across the whole ocean. Yeah. Marlon and Nemo are actually my number three. They're tied with Max and Goofy. Okay. On my list. There's a relationship that I want to talk about that I would be really upset if I missed. Lilo and Nani from Lilo and Stitch. And this is not a parent relationship. This is a sister relationship. But obviously, Nani is Lilo's guardian. Mm -hmm. And it's sad because both of their parents are dead. You see how Lilo copes with both parents dying. Mm -hmm. The whole feeding pudge sandwiches because it controls the weather (laughs) (laughs) their parents died uh during a rainstorm which is super sad Mm. 
and we never really see how Nani how deals with I it. How did I not make that connection that that's why she feeds him sandwiches? Yep. Oh man, I feel like I need to yeah. watch that movie again now. <laughs> Yo, it's on Netflix still. I think all the Lilo and Stitch movies are on Netflix. Yeah. There are like five of them. But yeah, Nani is, she does all she can to keep Lilo because she doesn't know what can happen if she loses Lilo. Because mm-hmm. Lilo is weird, straight up. <laughs> She's weird. And Nani doesn't know what will happen to Lilo if she if Nani's not around. Because Nani is the only one that understands Lilo. And Lilo doesn't really have the capacity to understand Nani's new role in her life. That Nani yeah. can't always be the fun sister, the sister that she misses. Because now she has to worry about all of these other things. Like holding down a job and paying bills and making sure Lilo isn't biting children. <laughs> and- and Lilo is seven. Yeah. Uh, or six. I think she turns think, yeah. seven at the end of the movie. Um, and it's it's astonishing to think about because Lilo has, in the midst of fights with her sister, she has these moments of clarity. Mm-hmm. And she, she'll say things like, we're a broken family, aren't we? Yeah. And it's funny how the end of the movie, all these misfits, uh, there's Nani and Lilo, there's Stitch there's Pleakley and then there's Jumba. They all come together and they're, you know, a family at the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. And it, it's, see, that's, that's why I think Lilo and Stitch are, is, is one of the most underrated movies because it's about family. I'm not going to say, <laughs> I'm not going to say, you're not going to say the thing for family. <laughs> no, but yeah, that's what the movie's about. And yeah, Nani is kind of the mother in this new ragtag family mm-hmm. and it's really great we've kind of already talked about uh father-child relationships what do you think's a better father-son pairing max and goofy or marlon and nemo i think max and goofy just because i like goofy better than marlon or i don't okay. dislike max as much as i dislike marlon <laughs> Is maybe the better way to put that. <laughs> but because Goofy... Goofy just has to trust Max. And Max mm-hmm. has to trust Goofy. And and that's really what their whole kind of journey is about, is learning to trust each other and realize they're not going to stand in each other's way. That Goofy is a weird parent, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but Marlon is still obsessive and is still a helicopter parent. And I think that relaxes after he goes on this great adventure and he realizes that Nemo is much more capable than he thought. But yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I still like the Goofy and Max relationship way more. I agree with you, Max and Goofy, because, uh, because of what you said, it seems like Max and Goofy's relationship is more of a two-way street. There's yeah. more give and take. Nemo's not really at fault because he's even in, in both movies. Because even in Finding Dory, he re- he recognizes what not to say to Dory. Yeah, like not don't say hurtful shit to Dory. Yeah, and thinking about taking all of the lore into in account, even in an extremely Goofy movie, mm-hmm. when Goofy goes back to college, it's not really to smother max even though he kind of inadvertently does that just with his presence in max's eyes he does yeah um it's really once max mellows out and realizes his dad is his dad Mm -hmm. they 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 tend to gel yeah i think part of the part of the problem putting these two together is nemo is a younger adolescent. I think he's like, I don't know about fish years, but like he's 10 in, in human <laughs> in puberty years. Nemo is probably somewhere around 10 and Max is probably like 16. He ends up in college. In, yeah. Uh, extremely goofy movies. A freshman in college. Yeah. And so it, it makes sense that Nemo is more dependent on Marlon and Max is more rebellious. Yeah. And Max is uh, a hormonal jackass. Yeah, <laughs> that's 
I think that's the meanest thing he can be called. And then even in the end, Goofy's like, okay, we're going to get you this girl. So yeah. he ends up being probably the best wingman ever because he ends up on stage with Powerline. Right. And Max ends up getting all the play at the end of the movie. <laughs> What's Marlon going to do? Nothing. Nothing. There's there's mm-hmm. no fish ass for Nemo to be had. <laughs> Unless he's getting it from, you know, the, the seahorse or whatever. I know the, hey. uh, the octopus. Oh, mm. my gosh. <laughs> Moving on from pseudo fish porn. <laughs> let's talk about uh, the not as rare as I thought occasion of Disney characters that actually have both of their parents. Okay. Try not to talk more about the ones we've already talked about, like Mulan and The Incredibles and Merida. Moana. Peter Pan. Yeah. Wendy, well, let's not talk that much about Wendy because Wendy, uh, her parents don't really play that much of a role. Mm -hmm. But Wendy does have both of her parents. Her mom, I believe, actually believes in Peter Pan. Yes. At least uh, in, yeah. And like other, and Peter Pan lore, yeah. Yeah, because she reads her the stories. Uh And their, their father has none of that and says Wendy it's Wendy's last night in the nursery that mm-hmm. she has to grow up and all this other stuff and that sets off the story the the plot in Peter Pan mm-hmm. you wanted to talk about Riley's parents because Riley has both of her parents yeah so we don't get to see too much of Riley's parents but Inside Out is such a mature movie um okay and we we really don't get to see Riley's parents all that much, but I, I think they're good parents. I think I think they're dealing with an adolescent who is depressed and um, and ran away, and that's really trying. I don't think they're bad. I think they were preoccupied, and that happens. And I don't think that makes them bad. Yeah. Um. I didn't know how to feel about Riley's parents because, yes, Riley is upset, but they weren't doing it out of spite. Yeah. They were just, they were, they were trying to make a better life for Riley. And, you know, as kids, you really don't see that. Mm -hmm. You just see, I'm leaving and losing everything that I've ever known and going somewhere completely new. And so your parents become kind of the enemy. Yeah. Um, Hercules has both of his parents because both of his parents are gods <laughs> and not really present at all no no not at not, all not at all they they and were not, not about yeah tell me about like <laughs> we didn't know how to find you that's bullshit you're gods <laughs> you're gods you are omniscient and omnipotent and you're everywhere and i feel like you could just make him a god anyway a full god again but, but apparently there are rules. Uh-huh. Um, because once he's a god, he can choose not to be a god yeah. and go live on Mount Olympus. I don't know. It's, it's bullshit. Yeah. Hercules has crappy parents. Yeah. But they're all powerful crappy parents. They are super powerful. Yep. All the light Well, Zeus folks. is. I don't know about Hera. Yeah, sure. I have to, I have to read up on Hera lore or... Send us a comment. Send us a message. Tell us if you know anything about Hera. Yes. And we kind of already talked about Rapunzel and Aurora. Mm-hmm. They have both of their parents, but through circumstances, they aren't allowed to parent. Yeah. And it's funny. Of those four parents, Rapunzel's parents and Aurora's parents, mm-hmm. only one of them speaks in their movies. Oh. Yeah. Only, uh, only King Stefan in Sleeping Beauty yeah. speaks. I didn't even Where know Where are the uh, queens in Sleeping Beauty? What? Where are the moms in Sleeping Beauty? They were there. It was always the dads drinking. Also, why were the dads getting drunk? This is a kids movie. I'm wrong. <laughs> the mom did speak at the beginning because when Maleficent shows up, she's yes. respectful she calls her your excellency yes i still love that they pay maleficent so much respect 
like you a bad witch right but we go we gonna give you props anyway <laughs> and we already talked about uh dory mm-hmm. dory's parents and uh judy hops's prejudicial non-woke parents <laughs> non-woke. i don't think that's a thing tori but I don't think you non- can be non-woke. Non-woke. It's the opposite <laughs> of being woke. It's a thing. The anti-woke. Anti- yeah, I like that. Anti-woke. I gotta be honest. I did not know what woke meant until you and Heather dropped it like five times in an episode. And I was like, okay, why well, have to Urban Dictionary this shit? <laughs> we try to educate on this show. One of the pillars of the show is education. <laughs> It's really edutainment. We try to educate as well as entertain. Oh, dear. Yep. <laughs> Next time, we will be talking about Wreck-It Ralph versus Monsters University and a goofy movie versus Hercules. I can't. I think I'm going to call in sick for this episode. Is that a you thing? Call in... <laughs> You're going to have to find a replacement then. That's how it works. My phone... Can, can... Uh, <laughs> I'm not ready. I'm not ready for three of these to move. Oh, get ready! <laughs> and I'm not. Re- I'm not ready to lose friends over this. <laughs> They'll understand. I won't hate you. Pedro will not I'm... understand. <laughs> Pedro will right. hold this against me. You're right. He won't understand. He will be furious. Ugh. I'm excited. It's gonna be good. Yeah, it's gonna be great. I it's love. Sucks three of these movies and i like the fourth movie a lot i feel the same way (laughs) i don't think we're talking about the same three movies i hope we're not that's gonna make it really interesting (laughs) you can follow us on facebook at facebook.com slash disney versus and on twitter at disney vs rate review and subscribe to us on itunes give us a five-star review and let us know how we're doing and follow us on google play music and give us 6.78 peaches peaches is it peach season i think so i'm saving watermelon peaches i'm saving watermelon for a special i think i've used watermelon already probably thanks for tuning in because we're on a network i guess (laughs) we will see you guys next episode bye (laughs) 